Welcome to this episode of the Here and Now podcast. My name is Dave Mons and my aim is to share big ideas from science and the humanities to get you thinking and to help you make sense of the world. In the last episode, we introduced the philosophy of existentialism. Another related line of philosophical inquiry known as absurdism came about during the mid-20th century and is associated with the Nobel Prize winning French philosopher Albert Camus. Where existentialism was the search for meaning in a life of ultimate freedom, Absurdism attempts to grapple with the obvious problem of a lack of meaning and purpose to life at all. It explores the ever-present conflict between the natural human desire to find meaning and purpose and the seeming indifference of the universe, that no matter how dig we deep with whatever resources we can muster, we seem to get no closer to finding a fundamental purpose to life at all. This is absurdism, that we are doomed to forever search for what can never be found. Camus' most famous work on the problem of absurdism, his essay called The Myth of Sisyphus, begins with perhaps the most memorable line in all of philosophical literature. It goes, There is but one truly serious philosophical problem, and that is suicide. Judging whether life is or is not worth living amounts to answering the fundamental question of philosophy. But Camus goes beyond just asking what is the meaning of life to the existential conclusion that the rational person must inevitably reach. That is, what are the implications to that cold, hard truth that there is no purpose to life? It's almost as if he reasons that because there is no point, why do we not just put ourselves out of our misery? Of course, suicide is a path taken by far too many people. Even if we could agree that life is ultimately absurd though, suicide is always a tragedy and no one ever stands around nodding their heads saying to one another, yep, made sense. Suicide may be a rational act existentially, but it is an irrational one for those left behind. And this paradox leads Camus to question, how should we respond to absurdity? What is the most rational response? Camus reasons that there are three possible options. Suicide, or escaping existence, finding meaning in a transcendent realm that is a religious or a spiritual belief system, or finally, through accepting the absurd. We've considered suicide briefly already. Aside from the fear associated with the thought of taking one's own life and the thoughts of the pain that it will inflict on those left behind, the philosopher rationally sees that suicide really gets one no closer to resolving the absurdity, as it will remain even after death. Suicide may solve your existential crisis, but it doesn't give your life any more meaning than had you died for any other reason. A death by any means does not create meaning in and of itself, so why should the tragedy of suicide have any greater effect? Indeed, it is perhaps the opposite, that the loss of one by their own hand can lead to more suffering for those left behind, further reminding their living of the absurdity of their own lives and the needless suffering that must be endured. So that's the good news. Suicide is not a good idea whether you're a layman or an academic philosopher. But what about religion and spirituality? I did quite a lot of work on this recently, and I have to say it touched me more than I would care to admit. I have at times been a religious and spiritual person, but my faith has always been based on a wanting to believe. The thought, the the hope that there could be a beyond the here and now is pleasant and it does help me through dark times. The idea that there could be a ledger where all of the suffering endured by people is understood by a higher power, that salvation and justice awaits all of us, is a nice thought. 
But it is a desperate grasp for hope in an observed life. I know that's all it is. But it doesn't really matter because faith and hope is a powerful psychological tool which has proven effects at helping people make sense of their lives, dealing with uncertainty, loss and grief. The cold truths of rationality are really helpful to the desperate. So in the words of the great Sheryl Crow, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If only religion was used for that purpose alone. However, fundamentally, the leap of faith to a theological reason for life as the sole basis of meaning and purpose requires suspension of disbelief and a denial of human reason. For somewhere in the calculus, the sums just don't go. For Camus, this is akin to philosophical suicide and is also an unacceptable method for dealing with the absurdity of existence. We're not left with many options then. Just one that does not provide a satisfying resolution, but one which we all undertake unwittingly as a matter of course. And that is acceptance. We can only continue to live on in spite of the knowledge of the absurdity of our own existence. I'm reminded here of a scene from Band of Brothers where a terrified Private Albert Blythe, paralysed by fear and unable to assist his teammates, reveals to the inimitable Lieutenant Spears that whenever he is in combat, he hides. Spears counsels Blythe on the absurd truth of their situation, saying, quote, We're all scared, Blythe. The only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is supposed to function. End quote. Camus tells us something similar. Acceptance of the absurdity of life need not condemn us to a pointless existence, as that is the case regardless. One must then live the best possible life because the alternative may as well be suicide. Camus arrives at three conclusions from his philosophical exploration of the absurd. The first, we need to revolt against absurdity. The second, we must free ourselves from irrationality and from philosophical suicide. And finally, we must live life with passion. The philosophy of absurdism then merges back into the existentialist work of Jean-Paul Sartre as it reaches a similar conclusion regarding the notion of authenticity. For Camus though, the solution to absurdity is freedom because one need not be encumbered by a need to find or create a meaning system which calls to some higher but ultimately meaningless virtue. That gets us off the hook because in an absurd universe there can be no relative scale to meaning and purpose. One person's direction is as valid as the next. Everything else is an irrational construction detached from the reality of our situation. But such a conclusion is unsatisfying, almost as unsatisfying as suicide, because it seems intuitively wrong to think that a life spent mastering Tony Hawk Pro Skater is just as meaningful as a life spent researching cures for cancer or helping impoverished communities. But as with Sartre, it's still up to the individual to find a path not in bad faith, but of maximising life. Camus describes what different versions of this might look like. He cites Don Juan's life as a serial seducer, the life of an actor who lives a thousand lifetimes on screen, or the conqueror and the warrior who lives a life of action. Think Nim's Persia, and if you haven't seen the Netflix film 14 Peaks, then turn this off immediately and go and watch it. Then there's the absurdist creator, the artist who creates imagined experience as a way of giving meaning to life. For each, and although I know which version of those I prefer, the acceptance of absurdity is not in finding meaning in the end, but in finding meaning in the toil of the journey. Camus then leaves us with the myth of Sisyphus, which I described back in episode 71. It goes that Sisyphus is doomed to an eternity of rolling a boulder to the top of a hill, only for it to roll to the bottom where he must start all over again. 
As a metaphor for the absurdity of human existence, Camus is drawn to the thoughts of Sisyphus as he makes his way down the hill to begin again. Quote, It is during that return, that pause, that Sisyphus interests me. A face that toils so close to stones is already stone itself. I see that man going back down with a heavy yet measured step toward the torment of which he will never know the end. End quote. This is truly the magical moment when the hero becomes conscious of the reality of his condition. He does not have hope, but as Camus puts it, there is no fate that cannot be mounted by scorn. Acknowledging the truth is the only way of conquering this reality. Sisyphus, just like the absurd man, keeps pushing. Camus claims that when Sisyphus acknowledges the futility of his task and the certainty of his fate, he is freed to realise the absurdity of his situation and to reach a state of contented acceptance. And so Camus concludes, quote, I leave Sisyphus at the foot of the mountain. One always finds one's burden again. But Sisyphus teaches the higher fidelity that negates the gods and raises rocks. He too concludes that all is well. This universe henceforth without a master seems to him neither sterile nor futile. Each atom of that stone, each mineral flake of that night-filled mountain, in itself forms a world. The struggle itself toward the heights is enough to fill a man's heart. One must imagine Sisyphus happy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Here and Now podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the Here and Now podcast or Twitter at Here Now podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to keep up to date with all of the latest episodes. And if you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon or leave a review at the Apple Podcasts app. You can reach out to me via the pages or email theherenow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.